get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Carrie Davis is in for Michelle, and it is Wednesday. Time for Wednesdays with Wayno with Cardinal right-hander Adam Wainwright. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Doing great, guys. How are y'all? Everything's good. Hey, the new Cardinal yearbook is out, and it's dedicated to you. I know you did a lot of work with the Cardinal Magazine people for this yearbook. Have you had a chance, A, to see it yet? But, B, what was the process like having uh, uh, essentially a publication dedicated to you? <laughs> Honestly, I had no idea it was going to be like that. I, I mean, I they he said it was you know going to be dedicated to me, but I thought that meant there was going to be like an article in it or something. I didn't know it was going to be uh, as special as it was. Honestly, as uh, you know, I, I have read some of it. I haven't read all of it, but um, a couple of the letters from people that I haven't heard from in years and just had tremendous impact in my life. And then a letter from my from my daughters. That was a that was a special thing. So. Sam McNeil and, and his staff over there did an incredible job, and I'm very appreciative of it. Adam, I'm sure the letters were, were ex- extremely important to you, but the letters from your daughters, I got two two girls, so I understand. I'm sure those those choked you up a little bit and, and put you in a place that you may not want to share with the rest of your teammates, but it definitely definitely brought you to a certain place. Oh, yeah, it definitely did. I mean, you know, the girls have a way of softening <laughs> you up and just wrapping you right around their little finger and, and – uh, you know, they're getting a little bit older now. My, I have one daughter in high school, almost two daughters in high school. One's in eighth grade. And, uh, you know, they kind of act tough about dad sometimes now and, and uh, like, act like they're embarrassed about me sometimes because I'm kind of a goof. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, when they feel like it and they butter up, butter me up a little bit and kind of open up and, and come snuggle or just the biggest you know, awesome hugs. I mean, girls just have a, I love my son. Don't get me wrong, but the girls, <laughs> they have a way of, of, you know, making me feel like, I, you know, sure. I'll get you a brand new car when you're 10 years old. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, they, just, they just have that way about them. Well, embarrassing our daughters is definitely on the list of, of high, high on the list of things that I enjoy doing. So I, I definitely understand. Yeah, there was a, a couple of years ago. And I think my daughter actually wrote about this in the, in the game day magazine. A couple of years ago, we were watching a, a movie, and in the movie, the dad got like a blowhorn out and just talked through it, you know, through the, the through the loudspeaker as they got out at school. I'm like, oh, I got to do that. Yes. <laughs> so, so my wife, my wife got me one, and as I dropped them off at school, they were in front of all their friends. I was like, I love y'all. Have a great day at school. This is your daddy. Oh, you know, I, I think like, I may do that. Oh yeah, they were like, get out of here, dad. Get out of here. Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN. Adam, what a great weekend it was 
for the Cardinals. And I want to start with Matt Carpenter because he had such a, a great experience here with the, the standing O's and then to suffer a broken foot. What a bummer for, for Matt after what had to be one of the great weekends of his career. Oh, yeah, that was a special time for him. And, and <clears throat> honestly, as teammates of him, it was a special time for us, too, because we love Matt. You know, he is such a, a great friend to us and a great teammate over the years and uh, just was such a great Cardinal. Uh, we, you know, we, we, don't, we didn't want to see him have any success against us uh, necessarily, but we do love him uh, going back out and proving that he's a great baseball player again and having success and, and playing on the biggest stage in the world in New York there. I mean, it's uh, – we couldn't be more proud of him. Also, I, I, I talked to him last night. I FaceTimed with him last night after his foot injury, and uh, super, super bummed out, man. I mean, I'm just he. I'm more bummed than he was, honestly. He was. Uh, he had such a great attitude about it, and you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and and God has got him right where he wants him, but you know, right when he was just taken off, and I'm glad he had that success before it happened, though, so that they know what they're what they're missing out on, and they can't wait to get him back and. Hopefully it's just four to six weeks he can get back for the postseason and help that great Yankee team. Hey Adam, having Yachty there coming back from from you know his stint on the on the on IL and and having Albert there, do you all really talk about what this moment is for you all in, in your careers and and the run you all have had and and what are those conversations like? I, I being a former player, I understand you know kind of what that goes through, but but can you talk to that talk to us about what that is for you all and and how, what that means to you all? Yeah, so we, we uh, here's a kind of a cool moment. We were uh, we were together on the bus the other day, and um, you know the biggest item that we get asked for this entire year is a ball signed by me and Yadi and Albert. Mm-hmm. That is everybody in St. Louis has asked for that, <laughs> uh, and and we appreciate that. But it's just a it's a big ask, you know. There's uh, it's just everywhere you go, like hey, can you get uh. Thanks for signing up, but can you get Yachty and Albert to sign it too? Like everything, right? Uh, and we were sitting on the bus the other day, and, <clears throat> and I looked over at, at Albert, and I was like, you know, we need we need those balls signed for us. Like we need mm-hmm. to get a couple of boxes of balls signed for just us, like so that we can give it, you know, to the people that that is in our inner circle, you know, mm-hmm. that really that we've done life with for a long, long time. And 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 Yachty goes. Yeah, and I need enough balls for Puerto Rico. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's a that's quite an endeavor. I know that you guys can sign fast. I remember when Mark McGuire, I think he hit 50 home runs for a third straight year, and he he did it in New York. He went back to his hotel room and signed a ball, Mark McGuire, uh 50-50-50 for every single player on the team. And obviously, just an incredible gesture, but it's not like it's something w- when you're signing a couple of balls that it takes two minutes. No, it's... A couple I mean, of dozen balls, you know, you I guess. Gotta, yeah, it's, it's, you got to sit down and, and take time. And and, uh, and those guys are, you know, I'm not any different, honestly, but uh, we just got we got some busy lives. We got a lot of kids, all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a lot of kids, and Yachty's got, he owns basketball teams and Little League uh baseball teams and and academies and albert you know's get, got family all over the country and sons going and or growing and he's already in college and i mean it's just a lot going on in life in general but also baseball just catches up on you you know you got to take time to enjoy it but and that's what we're trying to do but you know you just have to 
be intentional about sitting down and inciting those things and realizing in the moment that that is important stuff. Hey, Adam, I was talking to Goldie last week about how hard he works to stay in the moment. And I would think for a baseball player, especially one in your situation with two good friends that like Yachty and Albert that are going to be retiring after this season, you really have to make a concerted effort to, to savor this, not just in the games where you have to be in the moment, but just your surroundings. You, you really do have to make an effort to savor it, right? You do. And I mean, one of the keys to baseball, like what Goldie was talking about, is staying in the moment, not not uh, not trying to chase good games or bad games, and you know, think too hard about stats and where you are in the season and comparing yourself to the rest of the league, and just takes your focus off of where you are and, and getting the most out of where you are. But you know, for a couple of us older guys, we only have a few more moments, so staying in the moment. You know, it's almost like the last moment. You know, it could be the last moment. We don't know. I mean, Yachty and Albert have already announced. I have, honestly don't know what I'm doing yet. Um, but staying in the moment uh, while also taking the time to appreciate the moment uh, can be tough, can be tricky. Um, you know, when uh, when I started the Old Man Walks, it was for that reason. You know, it was, for, it was, it was my, the day that I had the least amount of stuff to do, and it was a, a time of me – appreciating my surroundings, appreciating the great game that I get to play for a living, appreciating the great facilities and venues that we play in, uh, appreciating all the people that, that put that, those, those, uh, those venues uh, into action. I mean, it's just a, it's a time of, of reflection and all that kind of stuff, too. So uh, it was, it's an intentional time for me. And I know Yachty and Albert have, have really soaked in these big applauds and uh, ovations that they've been getting across baseball, the gifts that other teams have given them and the appreciation for their great work and on the field and, and off. Uh, it, it's been a great year for those guys and for me, too. I had so much admiration for you on Sunday, speaking of being in the moment, because in the second inning, you throw a first pitch strike right down the middle to Aaron Judge that's called a ball, and I was still mad about it two innings later, and you let it go right away. Well, well you, you have to. <laughs> you, have, you have to. The the best you can, you know, and here's what I know. I mean, I certainly thought that, that he called a lot of pitches balls that I threw that were strikes that he called balls. I, I thought that happened and it did. I mean, he missed some calls for sure, but then as the game wore on, you know, he probably called a lot of balls strikes that were actually balls for other people. You know, part of me is going, oh, come on, I didn't get it. In these balls <laughs> called strikes, you know? But, but here's what I know that game was one of the top three hottest games mm-hmm. on the field that I've ever been a part of. Wow. Uh, I played this game for a long time, and the, the, the heat was stifling out there. There was no air. that uh, was just really, really hot. And I guarantee you that umpire with all that stuff on, you know, bending down and standing up the whole time, staying out there with no break, standing up the entire time, I guarantee you he was just trying to survive, just trying to stay upright, you know. And, and by the end of that game, it was probably so freaking hot and tired of doing uh, anything he was doing in <laughs> that game. He was so tired of it. I bet you he, as soon as the ball was thrown straight, he, he was like, just whatever, <laughs> whatever you think, you know. And and, uh, and that's sometimes lost on, on people with those umpires, what they're going through. You know, you, people can go to the – to the, the tunnels and get refreshments and stay out of the heat or go to the bathroom, whatever these umpires, they might get, you know, two or three visits to, to the inside there for, for 30 seconds 
for and that was you know I'm embarrassed to say one of the longest games I've ever seen. Also, mm-hmm. um, that was a long game for him to stand out there in that in that heat. I, I'm it's it's not a hundred percent excuse, but it, it is. It is a pretty good excuse at the end of the day. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. You think about the catchers for both teams get to go in during the, the, the half inning and kind of take their equipment off and sit down and rest. You know, those umpires are out there the entire day, and, and then he took a shot to the face mask that was that was tough that Yachty had to hold him up with. Um, uh, it, 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 speaks, it speaks well to you, understanding that as a competitor, understanding that it's hard for him just as it is for you. You want to win, uh, but you understand what he's going through as well. Um, and, and you speak about one of the – the hottest games you've ever played in. I've dealt with a lot of cold games being in Pittsburgh. Would you rather be in cold or rather be in hot? Well, that's a great question um, because there's certain things about each that are good and certain things about each that are bad. If it's really, 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 really cold, it's very hard to get a grip mm-hmm. uh, on the ball. It is really hard. You know, you can you can get you can try to recruit sweat off your forehead or you know back your neck or whatever that's usually where i try to go but it there's just not much there you know you're not sweating a whole lot honestly uh, uh the other the other thing about the cold um if it's really 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 cold the hitters do not want to hit mm-hmm. so that could be good you know you sting a hand in the first inning one time off the end or on the on the hand he's he's going to be thinking about that for the rest of the, of the game which can really help the pitcher out. So it's better for the pitcher uh, than it is for the hitter, I would say. But um, if it's so cold that you can't get a grip, that can be really tough. Now, flip side, on the on the heat, uh, you want some heat so you can grab some moisture for your hand and have a good grip on the ball because these balls are, 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 uh, are not the most tacky balls in the world, I'll tell you that. They're a little slippery. Um, but if it gets like it was the other day, then your hand is soaking wet with sweat. You got to keep going to the rosin bag over and over again. You know, after an inning or two, the rosin bag's soaking wet, barely putting anything out. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of counterproductive almost to go to it. And then you try to like, well, I wipe it off of my pants, so your pants are covered in sweat and wet and gross, and it can be really tough, man. It, the elements, the elements are, are part part of what makes our game so great. It's just as professionals finding a way to get it done. But they also are what can make it really tough. It's Wednesdays with Wayno on 101 ESPN. Carrie Davis in for Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. And Adam, you were talking about the heat, but you guys have access now to two different kinds of rosin bags. Can you explain to people that are listening and us what the two rosin bags are like and which you prefer? So one is uh, it's kind of like traditional powdery, um, chalky kind of. It'll dry up the sweat a little bit better. Um, it is uh, it's real fine in nature. Um, I don't use that unless it's just, you know, like it was the other day. I had to just try to figure out some way to keep the sweat off my hands. Um, the other one is is more kind of rocky feeling. Kind of feels like you you have uh, like not pebbles, but like a little bit bigger than that rocks inside the bag, and that is a little more tacky in nature, but doesn't doesn't dry up the sweat as much so um both have their both have their advantages uh i like the rocky one in a traditional setting when it's just manageable weather because it it gives you a little more grip on the ball just a a little more grip not it's not giving you a whole lot of grip but it gives you a little grip on the ball the other one is just to kind of to soak that sweat up a little bit and man we get hot out on the field you know and the other day especially july and august in st louis is one of the 
you know, it's really, really hot, as people where we live know. Um, but out there on the field, it's even hotter. You know, it's on the playing surface, it's hotter than it is sitting in the dugout or in the stands even. Uh, and I just can't even imagine back in the 80s and, and what is it, early 90s when they had the turf out there. That's just a really bad idea. I can't believe they did that. That is just, uh, you know, I know it's hard for our ground screw to keep up with the grass and the heat like that, but playing on turf out there, it's got to be just, it had to have been just absolutely horrible. And then they used to have to soak their cleats in, in ice trays so that they the spikes wouldn't shoot up through their <laughs> shoes. I mean, it, you know, it's hot, man. It gets hot. Adam, a couple of days ago in the fast lane, Anthony Stalter and Jamie Rivers were talking about the walk-up music, and they, they were kind of critical of Cardinals' walk-up songs. Do you still have anything to do? Do you still coach guys for their walk-up song? I try to, but, you know, they, they look at me as like Grandpa Wayno now. Um, but but here's here's my advice to people who have walk-up songs, especially here in the big leagues. You're gonna, you know, you're going to be around for a while, hopefully. You need a song that's kind of timeless, that everybody knows that can sing along. You don't need to have bleaked out words in it. You know, there's lots of crowd, kids in the crowd and families in the crowd. The song needs to be a, a song that, you know, let's say, let's say when people go up to get nachos, right? Mm-hmm. And then they hear, well, I got me a girl in pecan. She's a good old girl. Okay. <laughs> you know who's coming up the bat. Yep. You know what I mean? You know who that is. You're like, oh, carp's up. I got to go. <laughs> or if you hear chicken fried, you know Matt Holiday's up to bat. You got to run to hear and watch him and watch him. Hey, you don't want to miss that at bat. Guys are changing their songs every half inning or whatever. I'm like, dude, get a song so that when people know, even like my song when I was coming up to bat, Song of the South. People started cheering as soon as that came on. They knew who that song was. You need a song. When Barry Bonds was up, he had a song. When Albert Pujols used to be up, he had a song. When, when, when all these great hitters around the game were up that were just legends in the game, they had a song. And everybody could hear that song and go, I know who that is. You know? and, and, uh, and, and some of the songs that guys are out there now, I'm like, dude, tell me what, what went into the thought process of picking that song. You know? Um, there's just not a whole lot of thinking in these youngsters sometimes, Randy. But um, but uh, th- th- it is important. Right? Coming out to a good song, having a good signature, that's all part about being professional. Did you ever pitch against Todd Frazier when he had Fly Me to the Moon in Cincinnati <laughs> by Frank Sinatra? Absolutely. And you knew who was up when he came up <laughs> with you know, when he came up that. Adam, do you do you miss batting? Do you miss hitting? I mean, I, uh, not being able to, to, you know, the DH is universal now. Do you miss that aspect of the game? You were you were pretty good at it. I'll tell you, I feel like such a non-athlete now. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. And uh, the last couple of years, I didn't hit as well as as I wanted to, which kind of hurt me a little bit. But um, I I I appreciate the aspect, the total athlete aspect of playing on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitch PO, that was a term that I just learned about two years ago. Went to play with uh, with our high school team, uh, practiced before spring training started, and, and I was like, these guys have just been staying around, Coach. What I mean, do we need to get them running or something? He's like, oh, those are POs. I go, what is a PO? He goes, pitcher only. Mm. I go, oh, gross. <laughs> 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 they, they make those in high school. Goes, oh yeah, we got a we got a bunch of POs. Now, now, so I I think some 
you know, Michael Walker was a PO. I found that out. He got DH for in high school. I, I couldn't be more embarrassed for the guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, the best feeling in the world to me was when I got the last out of the ninth inning with clay on my uniform from sliding and being a real athlete, <laughs> being a part of the game, you know, and, and, uh, and, and the other day, games like the other day, that would have been real grindy. I mean, it would have been hot as fire. But you know what? The other guy would have had to do it too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would have feel like I would have I would have had an edge because the other guy would not have wanted to be out there, and I still would have been trying to be a good quality hitter. So um, I miss I miss having an edge when I get out there, knowing that I'm a better hitter than the other guy. Uh, I, I've practiced harder at it. I want it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's he he. He may know I can hit a little bit, but he doesn't know how bad I want to get a hit right now for this team to help us win. <laughs> I miss that advantage. I feel like I had an advantage over almost anybody I faced in that regard. Um, but I do miss playing on both sides of the ball. I think it was just, you know, as now I'm out there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just a pitcher, so whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, I just, yeah, it's not as cool. Hey, Adam, when you practice with the high school team, have you ever shown a teenager Uncle Charlie? Oh, yeah. They ask all the time, let me see your grip. Let me see your grip. Let me see your grip. That's the main thing I get from young people is, all right, let me see your curveball grip. You know, nobody wants to see my fastball grip, Randy. No offense <laughs> to myself. They all want to see my curveball grip, which is fine. You know, that's a good thing for me. That's great. Hey, uh, we know that you love golfing when you're on the road, but you're in a unique spot in Colorado. So a little fly fishing for the Cardinals this morning. Absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, have a spot up here just outside of Colorado and, and, uh, I can live in Colorado. I, re- I love being up here. I love the atmosphere. I love the, the thin air. I love being up in the mountains and, and the crispness of being up there around those trout fishing streams and, and pulling a, a big old rainbow or a brown out of the water or, you know, big, big trout that you didn't even know was there just came busting out of the thing nowhere from nowhere and then all you know you're fishing with flies you're fly casting and and uh it's just like the truest form of fishing i feel like it's just a real sport you know um of trying to to coax the the fish into believing that what you have is real and and, and you have to prepare it just right and you have to to, to make the perfect cast and you have you can't make you know can't let it slap the water too hard. It's got to sit just right, like a fly normally would. And I just think there's so much beautiful things about that. And and I love fish. I love being on the outdoors and fishing, anyways. But uh, fly fishing up here in Colorado is hard to beat. All right, we're getting ready for fantasy football. People can go to bigleagueimpact.org and get ready for the draft on August 26th. And Adam, we're so excited about being a part of it again this year. And this is the time. You have to be in preparation right now if you're going to succeed at fantasy football. Absolutely. And what I was doing right before I called you this morning uh, was starting to think about who's going to get you know, the top-tier wide receivers, who's going to get taken off, off the board at, at quarterback, and what kind of years Trey Lance going to have. What kind of year is Tyreek Hill going to have in Miami? All these question marks, and and uh, this is the time of prep. This is I know uh, our guy Kerry there can appreciate all the work that goes into to camp. Um, but man, it's funny to think that fantasy football players have to put in that not maybe not the same kind of work because I can appreciate <laughs> that, but they got to put in a lot of work uh, to be ready to have a, that good draft. And you know, it starts it, it all starts with the draft. I like to make about. 10, 12 trades a year, so it's not all about the draft, but it 
get you those pieces that you can to can get the, to trade for the team that you actually want. And and uh, I, I love. I feel like the draft day is one of my favorite days of the year. There's so much leading up to it. It's and, and I'll tell you, it's just a it's a it's a good hang. It's a good party for our guys. It's a good outlet um, for the players on the team that, uh, you know, you just can't think about baseball 24 seven, you'll drive yourself crazy. Uh, so you need some outlets like that. And that's one of ours for sure. Adam, we had, uh, Nick Wagner on, uh, ESPN writer for the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. And he gave us some insider trading info in regards to the running backs. Uh, Pick at your own choice. Be careful when you, when choosing the running backs for the 49ers because you don't know who's going to start or who's going to play. So that, that's just a little info, info for, for you and I. You know, no one else needs to know. Just giving you some, some insider trading info so you can plan accordingly. Well, and I mean, you know, you never know what Debo's going to do. He's going to go. take, <laughs> take some big some big rushing opportunities and some, some goal line opportunities away from those running backs. Exactly. So Hey, Adam, before we let you go, and uh, I, I ask this question knowing your relentless optimism, which I love and appreciate, but you've told us, hey, we've got a good team. You've told us that all season long. You guys are really hot now. How real is what we're seeing? Well, it's very real. And what we did at the break was was uh, we, we, we got to a couple of positions that we really needed help in, and we, got, we went out and got two quality starting pitchers um, that are that – are, really really good arms veteran players in this game and have pitched on the biggest stage and Quintana's veteran pitcher who's been around a long time knows how to get out wants to win so bad and and Joe Montgomery's pitched in in New York City for the New York Yankees and there's no bigger pressure on earth than doing that and uh and he's had great success he if you have a three-something ERA in the in the AL East in Yankee Stadium uh, on that stage you know that's a guy. That's a guy that every team across baseball would love to add to their rotation. And we added a couple of great guys too, not just great players, but great guys into our locker room. Um, we'll miss Harrison for sure. We'll miss Harrison because he was a great friend and a, and a just an incredible center fielder. Um, I don't think we saw the best in all of what he's capable of at the plate offensively. I think he's a very good hitter. Um, but what we did see the best of maybe in the entire game was center fielder with Harrison. So we'll miss him for sure. But I think Dylan and the other guys have stepped up their game. Lars made a couple of catches this last uh, series, too, that were just absolutely amazing. Uh, our guys are stepping up in big ways and, and playing good baseball right now. We, we're going to be very tough. Adam, this is a great time for people to get involved with the all-win campaign as well because the Cardinals are winning so much. Just go to bigleagueimpact.org. We always appreciate your time. Have a great fishing trip, and we'll see you when you guys get home from Colorado. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you at uh, Bush Stadium in a couple days. Uh, for our fantasy draft, anybody wants to join in. Looking forward to it. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Perfect. Have fun, Adam. See you later. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. 
Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.